Good morning, afternoon, or night. You're listening to Too Tired on a Bike with your host, Christopher Diaz, but you can call me Chris for short. Today I'll be teaching you about Isaac Newton's three laws of motion. For all you guys who don't know, Isaac Newton was a renowned physicist who was famous for his laws of gravity and motion. His laws of motion were published in 1687, the first one being the law of inertia. The first law of inertia was first for- formulated by Galileo Galilei. Newton's first law states, if an object's at rest, it will stay at rest, and if an object's moving in a straight direction, or in a straight line, the object will stay in motion, unless acted upon by an outside force. An example is a still ball. The ball will stay still, but it will move if an outside force, slash maybe a hand nudging it to the left or right, in any direction obviously, then it will move. That's one of the reasons the ball rolls down a hill, because the force of gravity is pulling it downwards. In the hill, since it's inclined, the ball will move downwards. Also, a ball will stop moving, mostly also due to the gravity pulling it downwards too, because the ball wouldn't be able to continue that way. An example of an object that's still in motion, or that once is in motion, is still in motion, is the ball being thrown into space. If a ball were thrown into space, it would continue on moving as long as it's moving in a straight line without any force being applied to it by an outside force, or an outside object or a thing. And if there, and an example of something that would be able to pull it or interrupt it would be the gravity of like a planet or something, or another object. Also, the reason it's called the law of inertia is because the definition of inertia is the tendency to stay unchanged or continue in an existing state. In the process of making this, I thought more about how the Earth revolves around the Sun, because I'm pretty sure the Sun will. See, I'll, I'll apply it to this. The Earth would be, be okay. The reason the Earth isn't floating away from their solar system is because the force the Sun is applying to it is keeping it well within the solar system. I think that's one of the reasons the the Earth moves in a in an oval like direction instead of a perfect circle or like a square, because once it's once it goes to a certain point, it's being pulled back decently quickly. At least doesn't affect us, I'm pretty sure. Being pulled back decently quickly, and it continues, and in, in that continues. Period. Now that's done, I'm pretty sure I'll have to teach you some vocabulary too. Some vocabulary that you may need to know. Well, I guess is mass. Don't mass. Well, is pretty much the same thing as weight when it comes to physics. Mass is measured in kilograms, and it's, thing, it's one of the things that determines whether something would be easy or hard to move or stop. Another way to phrase it would be is, if an object has more mass, or at least a greater amount of mass, it will have a lesser reaction to forces applied to it, which means it will be harder to move from its current state, or harder to stop if it were currently moving. It's like, oh, also, the opposite is, well, the same too. If a if an object has less mass, it'll be easier, well, it'll have a greater, react, greater reaction to forces being applied to. An example is a bowling ball in comparison to a volleyball. The bowling ball, because it has a greater amount of mass, will be harder to move or push forward. But once it's pushed, it'll be harder for you to stop because of its greater amount of mass. 
it also applies to volleyball because of how light it is. If the volleyball is, the volleyball is easier to push because it's a lesser amount of mass and easier to stop because of a lesser, lesser amount of mass, which means you don't need to apply as much force to the volleyball as to the, well, as much force to the volleyball as you do to the bowling ball. If the net force on an object is zero, the object is at rest, and the motion of the object will not change. But if the net force on the object is not zero, like another number like 1, 2, 3, or 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, the object is accelerating, and the object's motion will change. Weight in, weight in this context is measured in newtons, and is, the, and is not the type of weight that's used outside of physics, which is has a similar definition or the same definition of mass. Weight in physics, or in the laws of motion, is the force of gravity on an object. As in, you have a different weight on Earth than you do on Jupiter, because Jupiter will have a greater pull on you. Net force is another term you need to know. The combination of all forces acting on an object. Newton's second law revolves around acceleration and force, and states that the acceleration produced by a net force on an object is directly proportional to the magnitude of the net force, it is in the same direction as the net force, and inversely proportional to the mass of the object. Also, Newton's law, second law of motion revolves around the equation F equals ma. F equals ma is one of the ways to determine, well, the way to determine how much force need an object will produce based on its mass and acceleration. Another thing you should know is about friction. Friction is friction affects motion and occurs when two objects come in contact with one another. Friction force vectors always are always drawn in the opposite direction of the motion of the thing that of the thing of the motion of the object. The third and final law of Isaac Newton, the law of motion, is the, it's the, are the laws, or is the law of action and reaction, which states that for every action, there is an equal or opposite reaction. For example, if you were to try pushing a table with your hand, the table wouldn't break. But in the process of doing that, when you push your finger on the table, you can feel the table pushing back at you. Based on that, I can only assume that also affects impacts. I think. It's like, if you were to fall from out, like a, a high place, a high elevation, I can only assume since you are exerting a high amount of force on the ground, the ground is exerting an equal amount of force on you, therefore that's why you're being harmed, I can only assume. Though this law does apply to everything, it, it's not as simple as it is, and there are more factors to it, at least when it comes to things like moving a cart using a horse to move the cart. Based on what I've seen, it is said that the horse is capable of moving the cart because it's exerting a greater amount of force moving forward than the, car, than the cart is pulling it backwards.